Today's scripture reading is from Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. It can be found in the Sanctuary Bible on page 3 of the New Testament. Listen now for God's living word. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, and afterwards he was and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Him to the holy city and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down. For it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, again it is written, do not put the Lord your God the third to the time test. The devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. And he said to him, all these I will give you if you will fall down Jesus and worship him, me. Away with you, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil left him, and suddenly angels came and this waited the word on of the him. Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Reveal, O God, your wonder to our eyes. Open our hearts to Christ's love. Disperse from our minds any darkness and fill our lives with your light. Protect us, O God, from thoughts without action. Guard us from words without life. Grant us wisdom to walk in your ways and open us always to the guiding of your spirit. Now, throughout my life, I have generally, uh, in most seasons of it, had a gym membership of some kind. Now, I wouldn't call myself an athlete per se. I did play a season of ice hockey in college, but mostly I just enjoy exercise and trying to, to stay as healthy as I can. There was once when I moved to a new city and got a new membership at a gym, and as part of it, I decided I'd step up my game and get a personal trainer. It's one of the times in my life I was most physically active and well, really, let's be honest, most physically fit. Trainers hold you accountable. There were a few days of the week that I would spend at the gym, and it was a really good time in my life. I enjoyed the gym, and after a few months of getting to know it, New Year's Day rolled around. And I thought, what a great day to go to the gym. When I arrived... It was full of people. Now, I was expecting it to be empty. I could do whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted. I wouldn't have to wait. It would be fabulous. But it was full. I was so wrong. And there were so many people that there were not even enough machines. There were not even enough places to work out. And over at the information desk, I saw my trainer. So I walked over and I said, what's going on? And he said sort of blankly, you know, news, New Year's resolutions. Don't worry, though. He said this it kind of with a, with a tone of disappointment, uh, but also a tone that was understanding in a way. 
things will go back to normal in a couple of weeks. And he was right. It was only a few weeks later that the early hours of the morning, the gym was quiet once again. The gym was mine, and I was strangely satisfied with this outcome. Looking back, though, now I begin to think, shouldn't I have wanted the gym full? People devoted, committed to their physical fitness, discipline and motivation to keep with something can be hard. We, we know this. Sometimes we have it. Sometimes it goes away and we seek to return to our motivation. Now, commitment is a significant theme in the story of Jesus in the wilderness. Jesus is led into the wilderness by the Spirit, and after 40 days and 40 nights, Jesus is famished. He's tempted by the devil. First, he is tempted with physical needs. And then he is tempted by the misuse of his position as the Son of God. And then he is tempted with inclinations toward power and authority. The discipline shown by Jesus in these crucial moments are purposeful. Jesus focused, strong, and in a right sense of self. In so many ways, Jesus honors his sacred identity in the face of temptation. Now, the devil as an, ad, as an antagonist is purposeful in the Bible. Now, while culture, both religious as well as the rest of the world, has developed so many different ideas about the devil, about evil, about motivation behind wrongdoing, getting back to very biblical basics and setting aside what we may have told or may have learned, the word for devil in this story comes from a verb that can mean several things. First, it can mean to falsely accuse or, or to slander. It can also mean to criticize in a way that's intended to hurt someone's well-being. And it can also mean to condemn in a way that will sever a relationship. The devil is trying to separate Jesus from himself and from God. This is about God. more than what Jesus does or does not do, though. The devil is trying to separate Jesus from his identity, his sense of who he is and who he has been made to be. The devil is asking Jesus to give his heart to something other than his life as God made flesh. But the commitment shown in the proving ground of the wilderness speaks to the identity that Jesus inhabits. The commitment that Jesus makes is first about being the Messiah. And Jesus can act with commitment and dedication from this very identity. So now that we have entered the season of Lent, we have entered a season when we focus on how we live our faith and what we live our faith from. It's a season for deepening our connection to our identity as children of God, as the people of God. So we take on a variety of practices. 
practices of prayer, of service, of scripture reading, of reconnecting our relationships with one another as well as with God. I know we and think of Lent good. as a penitential season, but it is also a good season for our, ourselves and our growth. But I want to consider what makes this a good season for us. Considering Jesus' self-denial and, and discipline, what he does or does not do comes out of his identity, a sense of self. What we commit to doing often comes out of a sense of who we are and who we understand ourselves to be. Our actions can also help develop our sense of identity. Our actions can reveal, in a way, what we give our hearts to in our lives. But who we are is deeply connected to why we live in the ways that we do live. And identity is the foundation for this strong and, and healthy faith we seek to live. Identity preserves our resolve in keeping our commitments, Identity guides our actions and our behaviors. Identity brings focus in the face of anxiety or confusion or difficult times. And Jesus, God with us, was in the desert for 40 days. He demonstrated what it looked like to be faithful to his identity, and he was faithful in the face of an adversary. He lived his commitment out of his sense and of so self. So if our identity is shaped by our hearts connected to God, then we live for more than what serves our immediate desires. One does not live by bread alone, Jesus said, but by the word of God. For what feeds our hearts and our identities is more than a full belly. Do not put God to the test, Jesus said. For God seeks to live in a heart-to-heart -heart relationship. claims Jesus as God's Son. God claims us as the children of God. Our identity is clear. We are children of God. We belong to God no matter what. And from that identity, with the person who God made us to be, we live out our, our commitment to that identity. So in worship this Lent, we're going to explore how we live our commitment to faith. And to do this, we're going to use exercise physical fitness, athletics as a metaphor for understanding a deepening relationship with God. The starting place for a healthy faith is a commitment to our identity as children of God. And this commitment means showing up in many different places in our life. It means making it to the workout, showing up to the gym, committing to, to practices. started thinking about this idea, I want to tell you about Tim Muldoon. Tim Muldoon is a teacher of spiritual exercises. The spiritual exercises that he's known for teaching come out of 
Ignatian spirituality, a, a part of the Jesuit tradition. In the 15th century, Ignatius of Loyola developed a rigorous and powerful set of exercises to experience God in all areas of our life. And these practices include prayer, self-reflection, reflection on the world, seeking to see God in others, even at times writing spiritual autobiography. Tim's books on engaging these exercises often use a metaphor of a workout. His invitation in his books to experience Ignatian's spirituality is an invitation to get fit spiritually, he says. He even wrote a book called The Ignatian Workout, which, you guessed it, he imagines faith like exercise. Because the goal of these spiritual practices is to live a healthy faith and, as a result, a healthy life. So just like the goal of physical fitness being a healthy body and a healthy mind, the goal of exercising our faith is to have a healthy spirituality. So Tim even describes people committing to these kinds of practices as spiritual athletes. I think there's great value in this metaphor of exercise for Lenten practices. So in worship, we're going to work on our lives as spiritual to run a marathon, but we'll stretch our muscles of biblical interpretation. We're going to lift the weights of intercessory prayer. We'll eat right dining on the holy food that we experience and taste at the Lord's table. We'll practice being a team in worship, exercising our playbook as a church. In the same way that one might follow a fitness plan for a big race, we'll exercise our faith as a plan for the anticipation of Easter that comes at the end of the season of Lent. Now, I know that many of you have practices of fitness. I know that there are those who go to the gym regularly. We have quite a few runners and cyclists. We even have a few swimmers among us. I know that there are tons of golfers walking those links week after week. Fitness is a part of the life and routine of many people in this church. And it's clear that faith is too. So I think the commitments and experiences of fitness in our lives will help to give us, as we reflect on it, a sense of the knowledge that we already have, but also a way of honing that knowledge as we continue to grow deeper in faith through the so season of Lent. May you know God's blessing this Lent. May you know a spiritual fitness as we go further into the season. May you experience the presence of God in all of our worship May workouts. May you know the heart of God, the source from where grace and love flows toward you in all of your coming and all of your going. Thanks be to God this day and always. Amen.